Welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast after another disappointing result and performance, which is sadly entirely in keeping with what we've seen in most other games this season. We hit the Woodsway countless times and Pickford was man of the match, but overall we didn't play well and could easily have lost the game, but for the brilliance of Alisson. I'm Dave Usher, editor at liverpoolway.co.uk, and I'm joined for this one by Paul Natten, who was the only one of the other lads who could face coming on. So, Paul, another disappointing result, not a great performance. On a scale of 1 to 10, how, how worried are you right now? I'm definitely worried. Uh, putting a number on it, oh, I don't know, 6, maybe a 7. That high? Um, yeah, 7. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to know, Dave, because I think there's definitely issues. We can see there's issues, but I also still feel that there's pretty obvious things underlying those issues that that will resolve themselves Um, and I also feel still as I've said a number of times that this is going to be a really World Cup and short pre-season affected campaign for everybody but you can't look at the table I don't think and see the gaps that are opening up and put that together with some of our performances most of our performances, nearly all of our performances and not be worried Um, so yeah, I I am concerned. I am concerned, but I don't feel like the wheels have come off. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think. I mean, I've seen comparisons to the uh, to the unspeakable season um, and uh, the one that the one that doesn't exist. Mm. And I don't, I, I don't I don't think I don't think it's it's on that on that scale at all. I think it's a combination of things. Um, but yeah, I'm concerned, mate. Yeah, how about you? Um, I'd probably be a five or a six. Um, I was surprised you would you were as high as that. Like some of the other lads would would definitely be sevens, eights. Uh, I thought you might have been a little bit lower than that, but I I mean I I agree with what you're saying in terms of what the problems are. I mean, I think first and foremost we're probably in agreement on this one is that we just don't look. I don't want to say we don't look fit because that's not that's not accurate. You know, obviously they're fit, but they're not they're not at that level that they were. Um, no. I've seen something before that every team we've played this this season's outran us. Now yeah. that's a little bit misleading because we have the ball, you know. So teams are having to chase. So I think that's it's kind of to be expected. But it would be interesting to see how much we're running compared to you know previous seasons, and also not so much the total distance. I think the sprints is a big thing as well, isn't it? That's how you can see yeah, when we're really yeah. at it. I'd imagine, the yeah, I'd imagine those numbers are, are way down. Um, I think like probably the, the best way of, you know, that, that shows that something's not right is what's going on with Trent and Robbo, where they're, they're being subbed in games now. And, you know, it clearly, you know, Trent, it's more obvious than Robbo, uh, you know, because Robbo's just like, Almost like a dog in the park. He just chases anything all the time anyway. So it's difficult to see if Robbo's fatigued or not. Whereas with Trent, he just tends to look a bit more leggy and, you know, his, yeah, his passing's a little bit sloppier. And just, like, I thought Trent played pretty well today. Uh, it wasn't a game where it was like, get Trent off, he, he doesn't look right. <clears throat> I thought he was doing all right. He, he covered well around the back a few times, some good defending and that. So I don't think, like, Trent getting sub today was, was performance-based. I think it's like, and I, Klopp said something afterwards like that. We've got to rotate them. You know, it's it's just a necessity at the moment. Um, yeah, we kind of suspected that Costas was going to start today. You know, it was something we spoke about. Um, 
Robbo can't play every game. You know, you, you're going to have to be careful with him. He's played so much football. But I think that, and, and Fabinho as well, like, I look at them, and I'd even add Virgil to it. I just don't think they look right. You know, just I think I'd something agree. not right, isn't there? I'd, I'd agree with all of that, mate. And I think I, I put something on the forum about it um, this week, and I think it, it definitely sits around this fitness issue. And I we, we talked hadn't we, a little bit. I was speculating about whether we'd made a mess of pre-season in terms of our fitness plans, trying to think about you know the World Cup. And mm. I, I, I'm not sure it is that maybe. Although I think there is. I think the injuries are maybe linked to to the lack of a break, a real break, and also to uh, the intensity of pre-season. But if you think back, I think we saw it particularly in Klopp's earlier seasons. We, were, we, we felt like we were slow starters. Not necessarily always in results, but in terms of intensity. And it yeah. took us a while to get going, but we finished season strongly. Yeah, and then wow. in, in, in 1920, when we won the title, do you remember we kind, of, we kind of adapted our style and became much more controlling of the ball, particularly in the first half of the season? Um, and then we just kind of moved through the gears in the second half and City fell away and it just became a procession almost. And I think um, I, I, I think there's an element of that about it, but the, the difference being for me is that that, that legginess, and I think we, we, I don't know if you agree, mate, but I think we can definitely see it better at the ground at Anfield than you can on the telly because you've got the full game in front of you and you can see players' movements off the ball. Yeah. But I think that kind of, it looks like they've got a lot, they, they look heavy-legged. Trent particularly, I think, looks that way. He's Fabinho got that kind of rangy, definitely, that that rangy kind of loping style yeah. that Trent's got, and he and but he can really move through maybe two or even three gears when he gets going normally, but I don't think he's got that now. And, and I kind of thinking about Klopp's criticism of them and their, and, and their attitude in the one of the earlier games. I've lost track of which one it was. For me, I, I think people interpreted that as they were either smelling themselves a little bit or they thought they were just too good for the opponents. Or they didn't. Or they didn't want it enough. I don't think it's any of those things. I think it was more about they weren't pushing through the pain. Because I've heard him talk about that before. He said talked about how you know he expects a lot of them fitness wise, and they just and it and it takes its toll. But he expects them to to just drive through it. And I wonder if it was that really. Um, and I think the injuries have just exacerbated it. I mean, today, coming back to today, looking at what we saw today, we just looked disjointed. We looked like what we are, which is pretty much a new team. You know, if you go back. If you go back to um, before we signed, how long is it since we signed Diaz? So it's what, about nine months ago, isn't it? Mm. So if you go back then, six of the team that started today were not playing in our first team. So yeah, go, Joe, Joe Gomez was out injured. Um, we had uh, Costas, Robbo was playing, Costas wasn't playing. You had um, Har- Harvey was injured, Cavalio wasn't here, Diaz wasn't here, Nunez wasn't here. Mm. Um, so it's 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 really kind. Of, it, it just feels like it's a. We used the phrase a lot previously, didn't we? About uh, when the seasons have gone wrong, about a perfect storm. It's not quite a perfect storm yet, and good to see players coming back today. But I think there's a lot of things in the mix. I suppose my worry is is that. So what I said at the start about I think hard to quantify the worry because I think there are underlying reasons for why we're playing the way we are, which are solvable. It's just the gap. Is the gap? I don't, any, I don't think any of us can be dismissive of the gap already. No. Um, so that, that's really where my worry stems from. I still feel quite strongly that it's going to be a strange season for everybody, but we're only seeing it affecting certain clubs so far. West Ham, for example, there's something mad going on with West Ham. You know, yeah. I think that that doesn't make sense to me the way West Ham have, have started the season. We were just chatting before we came on; they got a point out of six games, which is just crazy. They're much better than that. Um, so yeah, no, they've, but, they've, but they've, actually, they've got to win. 
They won a game. They're on have four they? points. Yeah. Four. Right. Okay. Okay. But but there is concern there. But I do. I, I feel I feel pretty confident that Klopp um, knows what the issues are and will be able to resolve them. Um, it's just a matter of time, really, and and we're starting to see signs of players coming back, which will definitely help. Yeah, uh, that's definitely a factor. Uh, you know, the, it's not our settled team that you'd expect to be playing. So I think you know today you can you can say that's contributed to it. Uh, over the six games, I don't know how much of it, I, how much of it I would put on that. But again, it is a factor. As you said, I just think it's there's a lot of things going on at the moment and it's all of them combining it's just not not it's, we just look a bit of a mess to be honest you know we do you, yeah you do see little spells in games where we look good but we can't sustain yeah. it you know it's like a little five minutes here ten minutes there and you think okay we've got them on the ropes here just, just keep squeezing keep squeezing we'll get the goal and then it just drifts away and like today we had a really good spell at the start of the second half Started the game well, actually. First five, ten minutes was good. And then we had that spell in the second half. But in between, it's just like little sporadic moments where, you know, like we create a chance and, and you think, okay, build on that now. And then we don't. Um, so it's just... And a lot's being spoken about how wide Mo and Diaz are playing. And Klopp said afterwards that Mo's not playing any more wide than, than like normal. Um and I think if you if they've got access to all like the stats and stuff and heat maps and everything else, he's, he's probably telling the truth. It's probably right that he probably does spend as much time wide in, in previous seasons. It's just more noticeable now because he's not getting the ball in areas where he can do, do damage. You just see him getting the ball wide and, and not really having anywhere to go with it. It's something we've been talking about all season, going back from like the Fulham game, really. Uh, we're just not really using the wide players enough. They're, they're not in areas where you want them to be, where you know they can cause danger. And on like the limited occasions when they are, you see what happens. You know, like we, we most still got like I think he's created the most chances in the league this season. We're all saying yeah. that's how quiet he's been and all that, and he's created like far more chances than anyone else in the league. So it's not like Mo's playing bad. Well. He's not playing no. badly. I just don't think we're using them properly, um, but I don't think it's just as simple as always oh, too wide. That's the problem. Um, no, I think I, I think I'd agree with that, mate. And I think um, just coming back to your point you made, I, I agree with everything you said about Mo. There, coming back to the point you made about we have moments where we squeeze the game. I felt it was most telling. It was quite a small sample size at the end of the game today. But when we we finished the game with, with you know senior pros, didn't we? There were no there was no one yeah. senior established players. I think in almost every position. And I thought that was the time when we most looked like we were squeezing it. And I felt if there'd been five more minutes, maybe ten more minutes, we'd have scored. I just felt they had they, they had they had more control. They looked more cohesive. I suppose I suppose the other thing for me is that you know we all feel, despite the fact that we've got loads of world class players, we are this, a, a, a team where the, the, we add up to more than the sum of our parts almost. In that you know every little tiny. Um, Elements of the tactics and the way that we play together um, is um, the key to who we are, really, isn't it? You know, we we really are team. Team is the key to us. We're not like a collection of individuals. And when you've got little bits of the machine which aren't working properly, you you just don't see Liverpool anywhere near our best. You know, we're, we're not the sort of team that can have a, a really re- a real off day from lots of players, and you can still um, play in our get something approximating our normal game. 
I think our normal game requires all the all the bits to interact together really well. Don't know if I made sense there, but I just yeah, think we're no, I, I think we're a team that's that, yeah yeah, and I think that I think with the changes, young players, new players, I just think there's it's just another little element that's off. Yeah. But as we said, it's loads of things, isn't it? It's loads of things. I mean, it's mad that like we're talking about how disappointing the performance was and and all that today, and it was, you know, but. We've hit the post. We've hit the bar like so many times. I think four times was it we hit the woodwork. Um, Pick so yeah. Pickford's made like probably two or three. He's made a lot of saves, but he's made two or three. Man of the match he was given were genuinely outstanding saves. Um, yeah. So you think was it really that bad? But then when you look at the overall performance, you know, in between those chances, there was just a lot to 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 be despondent. Maybe too strong a word, but so many times I'm watching us at the moment and it's just like my head's in my hands and I'm like for fuck's sake what are you doing what did you do that no little things like that when Diaz has just got to roll a ball into Robbo and he just passed it straight to their player it's like what yeah that would not have happened last season he just wouldn't have played a, a ball as bad as that um that's just one example but there's countless examples of just little things like that which just leave you exasperated um and I, I do think we, we need to talk about starting Nunez and what what the the think the, the thought process behind that was because to me Bobby should have been starting and fifty five minutes an hour and then put Nunes on that was how we started the season and it was working well. And I I think I think you'd said before on Dave haven't you that that's what you would do. Do you say that in the pod in the week? Yeah, yeah. And I think I think I think uh, obviously I wasn't on that pod, but I I, I agreed with what you'd said. Um, and I think for me, I wonder if it's about Klopp is wanting to tweak how we play to accommodate Nunez. And he just wants to get going with it. You think he's frustrated that he's not really be able to get it going. Yeah. But I think what we saw today bore out your prediction. That, you know, Bobby's in form. I thought Bobby played well when he came on. He did, yeah. Um, even though he was in a slightly different position. Mm. I thought Nunez struggled. Nunez looked really, really raw. He does. Um, and I just wonder if that rawness, that, ex- that explosiveness would be better as you've said coming off the bench I'm not having that he's a disaster I'm not having that he's I'm not having that he's a problem sign I'm not having that we've got him wrong at all it's far too early days but he needs to adapt we've seen that from so many players when they joined us you know big world class players now well established players have taken time to adapt and he's going to need that Um, and I I think we can we can ease him in so I I think that was a mistake you called it before before the game um, as you would have done different and I think you were right in that I think it was borne out as a mistake today I just think Klopp's trying to get his new his new system going. And if he can't yeah. actually get him on the pitch, um, he can't get that running, can he? So I suppose he's thinking the sooner I can get him in there, we can adapt to playing that way, the better. Then we can get the, the, the bandwagon rolling. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think that's probably the, the reason for bringing him straight back in. I also thought, well, maybe he's been brilliant in training all week and, and it looks like okay, he's really desperate to get back out there and make up for missing three games through stupidity and that. And That's probably the reason why he's thought, yeah, it's a good time to put him back in. But I just think you can you can see clearly he's not just going to immediately just start like fit into the team and start banging in loads of goals. It's going to be a work in progress. And like you, I'm not making any kind of judgments on him at all at this point because it's a, it's, it's a big step up for him 
it's also like it's difficult when you're coming into a team that plays a different style to what you're used to we're having to change our style a little bit for him and it is just going to take yeah. time i think we can just see that already there's not going to yeah. be just like this immediate thing where he just explodes and goes on a run and everything's everything in the garden's rosy it's going to take a bit of time with him and i just feel as though it makes more sense especially when bobby's played well you know i could if bobby had been looking like Bobby from a few games ago where you're thinking oh, is, is this it with him is he just never going to get back to any kind of decent level if that was the case then yet you're desperate and you go we need to play him we're not really in that position because Bobby's looked alright lately he's, he's showing signs of the old Bobby and when he came on today really good I mean how, yeah, many, how many shots on goal did he have? Two, three. He was he was a threat, and he also did like lots of other good stuff as well. Um, as you say, different position to to, to what we normally see him because we we went like four two three one, didn't we? So Bobby's in that that ten role, um, and he looked good in that that role today. But I felt it was crying out for for Darwin to go off, and, yeah. and for for Bobby to just go in that position, and for us to keep controlling midfield because when we switched. It's not so much four two three one. It concerns me, but Harvey and a two, you know that's crazy. Yeah, I, I thought I think it's all right, but the chat. midfield just looked wide open, didn't it? And not through yeah. no fault of Harvey's, but I don't yeah. know. First of all, you're getting him further away from the goal because he's having to 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 play more of like a holding role. So you're taking away the thing that he's best at. And you're asking him to do stuff that he's not particularly good at because he's not quick, he's not physical. And you're putting him in like that, you know, the defensive midfield pivot role. Uh, it's just, I was really surprised that we did that. And I don't well, think it for so long worked. as well. Yeah. I think I think he was on, was it maybe 10, 15, good 15 minutes, I mm. think he was playing there. And they were and running through Everton the midfield, were weren't they? Yeah. And the gaps were there. And I thought, Klopp, you're taking a big risk here. Yeah. Why are you waiting to make the change? Because the change he made for me was the right one. I, I, I think I said it in the group chat. That's the, exactly the change yeah. I would have made. The two off and the two on. Move Milner into midfield. Gomez across. Um, and it, it just strange, really strange. And it, it just left us needlessly exposed. Um, I, it was a surprise. That I don't know why, what his thinking was there. I mean, I think they are very scientific about substitutions and who plays and timings. And they, they take fitness and, and the, 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 the specifics of fitness into account to a far greater extent than most of us even now have kind of adjusted to in our thinking when we're looking at a game. Mm. I think they, they, they kind of, they, I think they know going into a game how long they want to, the, the maximum they want a player to be on the pitch for. Uh, and if they can avoid going over that, they, they will. Um, and also how long someone can take coming on. But uh, yeah, it's, and, and also cumulative over, over days and weeks. But I still thought that was very, very strange. And, and, and particularly as Everton were exploiting it, weren't they? Yeah. They had moments. Yeah. They weren't a massive threat, but they were finding little spaces. They were threatening um, Yeah, they were, yeah. I, I, I thought they played well, to be fair. And yeah, they, this is something that really concerns me, is I was not expecting Everton to play the way they played. I thought they'd just take a leaf out of Newcastle's book. Because we've seen them yeah, do this same. before. yeah. It's Especially worrying Pickford. to me that they actually they fancied their chances today. They tried to win that game. Now I'm not saying you know they've they've outplayed us and they were throwing loads of men forward. They're not going to do that. They're, they're not capable of dominating possession and pinning us back. That, that, that's not an insult. I'm not saying that to have a pop or everything. That's just a fact. They're not the type of team that's going to be able to do that. But that's not to say that they just sat back and said, "Let's get a draw." That that they were made up with the draw at the end and they're celebrating as though they'd won. But they didn't play for a draw. You know, Pickford got booked for time wasting, but that was the first time he'd done it. 
And that was like after Moa did the post in stoppage time and he was taking a while to take the goal kick. I'm okay with that. That was like five yeah, minutes yeah. into stoppage yeah. time. If he wants to take the sting out the game at that point, I, I've got no issue with that whatsoever. The problem was when teams are doing that like from like, you know, early in the game, like what Newcastle were doing. Everton did not do that today. I didn't think they were particularly, you know, overly physical, which is something that they usually are. I've got no complaints about anything that Everton did today. They tried to win that game. They weren't scared of us. And that's the concerning thing for me was that they've looked at that game and thought, we can do these today. We don't need to be scared. We don't need to be sitting back and wasting time and desperately just trying to hold on for a point. That It's concerning that teams are looking at us and thinking, yeah, these are a bit vulnerable. We, you know, we've got a chance here because that's not normally been the case. Everton always go into these games with a big inferiority complex and I don't think today they did. And They haven't even had a win this season, but they've still like gone into that game fancying the chances. And that's like, I, I just think, I've posted that on Twitter after the game. I think that's probably like a, a real indictment of, of where we are this season and how teams are looking at us now. You know, we are, we yeah, are vulnerable. I'm- yeah, I think I think that's I think there is some truth to that. I think an element of it as well must be that they look a more coherent team now as well, though, and they look a better balanced side. And certainly, the transfer business they've done on paper makes a lot of sense to me. For the first time, really, they've signed a load of players that all look like exactly what they need. Um, so it, I think it's probably he probably felt particularly with Mope available as well. It's the first time he can put out a properly balanced team. Um, today, so that uh, that will have factored into his thinking, but I, but I do agree with you because we're seeing it from pretty much every opponent. Teams think they can have a go at us, yeah. um, and I, I actually I, I was I was surprised on Wednesday night that Newcastle did try and shit out it quite as much because yeah. they're a well drilled side and they've got some good players and they've got you know they've got they've got some pace and they've got some power and they've got height and I, I, and they're well drilled and I, I felt they could have been more ambitious than they were they're probably the one team that wasn't as ambitious as uh, as some of the others have been um, yeah yeah, it's it's concerning the start of the season is definitely concerning but I just want to emphasise that it is still the start of the season you know we're only six games in we're only just into September and it's, and it's an odd season a really strange one so uh, I just want to keep that in context yeah, I agree. I mean, we're going to come back. I don't think this is like how it's going to be for the whole season. We will hit our stride eventually. Just the depressing thing about it is by the time we do, you know, it, it, the league's going to have gone. You can't give City, well, seven points ahead of us, are they now? Something like think that. think so, yeah. You, just, you can't give them that kind of start because the front runners, they don't drop that many points. And this is just going to give them like more confidence because they're not going to be worried about Arsenal or Tottenham or whatever. We're the team that, that they look at and they see how far ahead they are of us, they're just going to keep just churning out wins. So that, that's the the really, the, the, just the sad aspect of it is I do think we'll get our form back. I do think we'll go on a run. Probably the second half of the season, we're always good in the second half of the season. See no reason yeah. to think otherwise, but I just feel like it's going to be too little too late because of this start that we've had. And I also, I don't think, you know, we're talking about like, oh, it's just the start, it's just six games. I'm not seeing anything to make me think the seventh, the eighth, the ninth game are going to be fine. You know, I, I do think we've got to claw our way out of this and it's not going to be just immediate. And I know I said this like the other week and then we beat Bournemouth 9-0, but I also said after that, I'm not judging anything based on that game. You know, let's see how we do against Newcastle. And we won against Newcastle, but it wasn't convincing. There was nothing in that game to make you think, yeah, we're back on track, everything's going to be okay. And then today, again, you know, it's not terrible. 
I'm, it's not like we've lost and we, we've thrown in a stinker. It wasn't that bad. But the standards that we've set, we're just not reaching those standards. Now, we could be singing a completely different tune here if one of those chances that's at the woodwork has gone in. So I, I'm, I'm bearing that in mind a little bit. Like in the first half, when Darwin hits that shot, Pickford tips it onto the bar. You know, if that goes in, who knows what happens? You know, Nunes could be flying yeah. after that. His confidence could yeah. be sky high. You just don't know. So that it is like really fine margins. Obviously, Diaz hits the post immediately after that as well. If that goes in, yeah, you could be talking about a, a, a different game. But at the same time, I don't want to focus on that and make out that we're, we've been hard done by in some way because, you know, before that happened, Tom Davis hit the post. You know, so Everton could have gone in front. I think that was the first attack as well. And it was probably the one mistake that Gomez made in the whole game. I thought I thought Joe had a really good game, but it was, really a, it was, a, it was a poor clearance from him that that's almost led to a goal. Um, and you know they've had other chances like the the one when when Morpe just hits it straight into Allison's chest. That's absolutely pathetic. That was such a bad miss. That's a golden opportunity that you've got to take. Now credit to Allison for staying big in that, but. He just hits it straight into his chest. At least with the the chances that we've had, like Pickford's had to stretch himself to to make good saves. That one, that's the best chance of the game, and he's just completely shit the bed at Morpay. And this is the thing: is like he's a tidy player, him. But what what do people always say about Brighton? Don't, don't score, score yeah. goals. Yeah, they're not clinical. They don't score goals. So. You're not going to solve your own goal-scoring problem by going and signing the centre-forward from the team who everyone says can't score goals. And that there just kind of sums it up, really, because you've got to take that chance. And if he takes that chance, you know they, they, they probably win the game. Um, so it's I, I can't say, oh, we've hit the post and Pickford's man of the match and all that. Yeah, but look, what, look at the other end. Everton have had really good chances. You know... There's a goal that gets disallowed. Yeah, it's rightly so, it's disallowed. But still, you know, you, you shit yourself when that goes in. I was just absolutely crestfallen at that point because it was fucking Connor Cody. <laughs> I, I just don't think I could have coped if that goal had stood and he just scored the winner against us after everything that I've said about him over the Do years. Do you know what? Do oh. you know what though, Dave? He was an absolute disgrace the way he celebrated yeah. there. What a prick. No, what Nobody a prick. else in that Everton team would have celebrated the way he did. No, it was I, completely just, over the top, wasn't it? Yeah, I've I've no problem with like you know celebrating goals, and he doesn't owe us anything, you know. But at the same time, he went overboard, and uh, but you, I'm not surprised because he's a twat. I've, I've been yeah. telling you for so long. Jaffo, did you see that? Did you see that point? That point your Al made in the group chat about uh, he's probably he's probably still pissed off he didn't make it with us. I reckon there's probably some truth to that because he's got such a big ego that he thinks yeah. he was good enough for Liverpool, and he wasn't good enough for no, Liverpool. He's not good enough. And ever since then, he's had a chip on his shoulder. Why else does he just embrace this opportunity at Everton, make all those noises, and then and then go absolutely nuts like that, scoring for them in the derby before it's disallowed? He went, he went absolutely crackers. Yeah. He was, he was, ab- he went right over the top in a celebration. I thought, prick. Yeah, no, I can't stand him, but <laughs> I just don't know how I'd have coped if that if he just got the winner in a derby. Oh my god! But I tell you what was weird about that. Why did it take so long for that to get disallowed? Yeah, really weird. Because and then when you eventually saw the lines, there was yeah, a massive gap. But even even but it when was they showed the anyway. line, it, there was still a delay after that. Yeah, and yeah, I'm it like, was weird. What what's going on here? Like we've seen, you knew he was offside without the lines, but 
there's always the element of doubt that the camera angle might be deceiving and they were trying to say well look James Milner's outstretched boot how far does the boot go so if Milner's like the point of his toe would have maybe been in line with the shoulder so you, because of the, the angle is not like it's not a straight line it's difficult to see but as soon as they put those lines up I just thought okay so it's going to get disallowed now and we still had to wait like another 30 seconds before they made the decision I just thought you know the, the whole I, thing was I, weird I wonder if the officials are still even now in it is this the third season of VAR yeah or fourth even third third maybe I wonder if they're still slightly second guessing themselves I think they're still worrying about the, the you know the potential controversy of um, you know getting a decision wrong and also second guessing the referee on the pitch I think there's they're all you know they're, they're, bear in mind they've all come through believing in the absolute um, supremacy of the referee making the decision haven't they that's the mm. way they've all come into the game that's the whole culture of refereeing that's why they won't have referees interviewed. It's why they won't have them commenting on decisions. Um, it's why they still won't allow the, the, the officials to be mic'd up or to let, let us hear that what's going on in terms of those decisions. And I don't think they fully embraced it. I think they all feel that every potential intervention by VAR is, huge, is hugely controversial. So they're taking far too long to make decisions about what to us is obvious. Because it was obvious, wasn't it? Well, it yeah, was clearly that, off. That's the th- I agree what you're saying there, but with offsides, I think it's different. I think that's like, a, it's it's a matter of fact. Um, you know, the lines there is clearly off. There's, it, there's no interpretation of that. It just, it is what it is. And so that, that surprised me that it took so long because you see some of them and the lines are so close together. And now if the lines are touching, it's onside as, as we found out to our cost with Rashford's goal. But it's not like there was maybe an inch gap between them. You know, it was it was clearly off, and it just it yeah, took so it long to, to to make that decision. So I, yeah, I thought that was strange, but I was just massively relieved because I couldn't have coped with the idea of him scoring a winner against us. Just anybody but him. I'd rather Pickford score than him. Anybody. Just um, that that was like a horrible, horrible few seconds when I thought that that goal was going to count. But um, again, I mean, it's offside. The goal doesn't count. They've not been hard done by, but still. It does make you. It, it you think you know that that's not good. Like that, they were so close to getting a goal like that. If he's like half a step further back, then that goal counts because it's not like he was stretching to reach it. You know, if he would have got it if he'd have been in an onside position. So you've got yeah. that, and you've got the other chances. Allison's made that brilliant save from a deflected shot as well. So for all the chances that we had, I don't think we can say we deserve to win that game because we didn't. You know, a draw was a fair result. It was just like Agreed. really, yeah, it's just depressing that like. That we go. I mean, they haven't won a game, and everyone's talking now about how Everton looked good, didn't they? Well, I still think Everton is shit. I just think we've made them look good today. Man United is shit, and we made them look good. And this is the the worrying thing for me is like we're playing against these teams who we should be beating, and we're not beating them, and we're not really deserving to beat them either because we we just don't look like us. There's just so much that's not right. And I, I want to talk about Virgil because I don't think Virgil's playing badly at all. So let me just get that out the way straight away. I'm not saying his, his form's bad, he's he's looking dodgy or anything like that. But Virgil's standards were so high, he was he was just on, on a completely another level. He never made any kind of mistake. Nobody ever got the better of him. He rarely gave away fouls. He certainly never picked up bookings. And this season we've seen, not every game, but in most games there's been something where you've gone, that's not really Virgil-like. And today... I don't think he should have been sent off. Lampard's crying about that, saying it's a red card. It's not a red card, but it's kind of close to being one. 
Like not not quite enough to be a red card, but what's he doing? Just leaving the leg out like that with with his, his, his foot up and he's caught him in the shin. As I say, it's it's not quite a red card, but it was it was borderline. It was almost getting there, and that's not something that you would have ever seen him do. And it's, no, it's true. I mean, I I, I thought the Tarkovsky one on Nunez was worse, and that got nothing. But I, I but not to detract from your point about um about Virgil, it's probably for me. The worst small sample size, but that again points to what we know about Virgil's stellar standards. The worst run of form Virgil's had for us, I think, since he's been with us. Um, he obviously, I think, he was in that aberration in the in the season. We don't talk about a Villa, wasn't he? But uh, I, I, I just think um, I, I just think he's he's just not at it at all. Uh, like you said, that's that's what it is. He, he does. He's yeah. not bad. He like, just like you said, he's not, and yeah, he didn't he's before. Not, he's, yeah, he's not playing terribly. It's not disastrous. It's just not Virgil like, mm. uh, and that and yeah, I suppose that is a concern. But it comes. We both mentioned him earlier, didn't we? In terms of the legginess, yeah. I just wonder if that's part of it. Um, you know, slightly heavy legged. Um, it, it's it's. I don't know. I, I just feel all of these questions. Um, it's, it's it's a boring boring thing to say, but it's true. Time will time will time will tell, won't it? We'll see. And we'll over probably the coming never games. know. That, that's the thing. We'll never know. What what's gone wrong? If it is fitness related and and what we did in pre season, we won't know. You know, it'll just all of a sudden we'll start playing well. You know, the, yeah, the fix yeah. whatever problems we've yeah. got, and it will just be seen as like you know, it's just an aberration. We just weren't informed. We'll never know if they if they just got it completely wrong in pre season because that kind of information is not really going to get out. It's just not unless you know, unless um, Pep does another book. Uh, maybe call this one like no intensity. Yeah. It, it, since that book's come out, it's like you've jinxed us with that book. I I gave so, up on it. I've not even. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I I, I just I can't. Expectations. I think you, same same. You and me were both buzzing about it, weren't we? Yeah. And I, I I thought it was going to be this real fantastic insight into into the into the club and the season and the players and and all. And it just for me, it's almost like it's really badly written and edited as well. It sounds exactly like him. It's like written in his voice. I'm just thinking, what's James Carroll actually done there? Because it just. It just sounds like it's got weird sentence structures and that, and but it just comes across as this, as what he is, this really, really passionate coach who just loves coaching, and you don't get a sense of what we all want to read, which is you know the inside nitty gritty and details of the season and the campaign, and and you know what players were thinking and what the big decisions were. It's all it's too focused on the coaching for me. There's not enough about the big moments in matches, and there's not enough about. Um, you know why big decisions were taken It's and it's just a hard read as well I mm-hmm. gave up on all very disappointing I mean I probably will go back to it but I, I was reading it and then I just thought I can't be asked. you know you know when, yeah. you, when like on like the odd occasion when you've got like a bit of spare time you think oh I might read that and I think no it's just got yeah. no, no maybe if we were winning games I'd be like oh I want to read that now but because like this it's just been so like depressing <laughs> yeah, this season I, I don't want to be reading about like all his little coaching sound bites and, and his little motivational things because it's not working now whatever it was that was working then it's not <laughs> it's not working at the moment is it I um, know yeah I know because yeah the, the, <laughs> the intensity like it's just not there and like you I don't think that that could that could be the players have just eased off and that you know they they've got complacent. It's just not that's not who they are. So no, if the intensity's absolutely. not there, it's a physical problem. And yeah. I, and I do think that's really clear. Um and maybe that's at the root of everything else. You know, all these other little issues when we're, we're tactical things, maybe all of it's just 
all related to the, the fitness aspect. You know, if if you're just a second late to things, then teams are just going Definitely. right through us. And I think it's all connected. Definitely, because we know how intricate our our uh, our press is, don't we? We know how intricate all our tactics are. It's all about um, exactly who's in the right position at the right time. It's so, so intricate the way we play tactically, I think. So definitely got fitness has got to affect that. And that's why the gaps are opening up as well. You know, while we're seeing the gaps that we've seen through the middle, it's, yeah. you know, people are not quite in the right place at the right time just to close space, never mind to actually press the ball. You know, just to, so many times we cut off the passing angle, don't we? Don't have to be really, really close to the ball all the time. But what you do is you just shut down the option of a ball through because you're in the right place. And players are never quite in the right place. They're always one, two yards off where they, where they want them to be to shut down a pass. But that's also, so uh, you're going to suffer when, um, I mean, especially today because you've got Harvey and Carvalho in there. So you, they're good yeah. on the ball and that, and you know they're really exciting. And I think they're both going to be great players. But you yeah. are going to lose out off the ball, you know, the, it's just a, an experience Definitely. thing, you know, it's it's not a criticism of them, it's just, these things come with experience, no, which they haven't got, so, we are going to be easy I thought to it was, play through. I thought it was a brave decision going in, I thought it was very brave, and typically Klopp, like, he doesn't bottle big decisions, does he ever, um, I thought it was really bold, and I thought, you know, it's we're a high risk, high reward type culture, aren't we, and if it came off, you know, because of the technique, their ability on the ball, you know their movements. It, it potentially could have been great for opening Everton up, but they was they were they, they couldn't get into those threatening positions no. where you want them. They were too deep, and it left Fabinho too exposed. You know, if you got Fabinho with a little bit more um, mobility in his legs, um, maybe, or maybe we'd gone four two three one and accommodated them that way. But you can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. I, th- I think, you know, you say it was a brave decision to, to start Carvalho in, in there with Harvey. I Initially, that's what I thought. But then looking back on it now, I think his hand was forced because... He obviously had it in his head that he wanted to put Milner at right back after, what, 60, 70 minutes, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, he said that, as much, didn't he? That, that predetermined. was predetermined. Trent was not yeah, playing was, like he yeah. today. So he knew he was going to do that. Now, I suppose he could have brought Matt upon and just put Gomez out there. So that, that would have been the option. But he didn't want to start with Milner. And I said on, on the pod in midweek, I probably wouldn't just because I like the option of bringing Milner on the bench because... He's like break glass in case of emergency, but he's also if if things are going well, you bring him on as well. You know, and, it, and he can play in five different positions as well. As well, yeah. So you kind of want Milner on the bench to to bring him on as and when you know the the, the situation demands it. So if you take Milner out of it, like I was talking the other night about you know Curtis that I would I'd probably start Curtis, but he wasn't even on the bench, so no, I don't know what's going on there. He must have picked up like some kind of knock or illness or what I don't know whatever's gone on there. So you take Curtis out of it, Milner's not starting. 
what what other choice did he really have but but to go with Carvalho? So you couldn't you couldn't throw the new. Newcastle has not been here long, long enough, has he? No, he's not I been mean, here long enough, if... and he's not played since May. Yeah, I did wonder if they might bring him on later in the game, but but clearly the, it was only uh, he was only there as an emergency option. Really, they yeah. obviously don't think he's ready yet. So that's what I'm saying is like he didn't really have much of a choice but to go with that midfield, and it looked really exciting on paper. And it's like, okay, really attacking lineup. He's brought Nunez in. We've got like Carvalho and Harvey in midfield. Let's get at them. It's a derby game. You know, it, it very rarely works out like that. You know, it's always a war of attrition. Um, the ones where it isn't, uh, the exceptions, and they're usually at Anfield as well. Uh, we've had like that one big win at Goodison, but generally speaking, it's a tight game. It's like nil nil, one one. So you've got the two kids in midfield with a leggy Fabinho. That, you know, it's not ideal. You've got the forward coming in, who hasn't. He's only just come here. He's not really settled into how we play, and I don't think he touched the ball for the first fifteen minutes. I, no, I was, it was mad. Might, might even have been longer day. It was, it was mental. He hadn't touched the ball at all, and so. But Cavalier was the same. Cavalier hardly touched. Yeah, it he hadn't. But it, I mean, I, I did see him touch the ball a couple of times. He wasn't in the game much, but I didn't even see Nunez touch the ball, and it's like oh, this is. If Bobby had been playing. You, there's no way Bobby's got 15, 15 minutes without getting on the ball, you know. And I felt I was watching it and thinking, we're not, we're not holding the ball enough. Here. You know, we're not like there's nothing linking the midfield with the forwards. And as much as I've criticised Bobby over the, the last few years, you could clearly see that this was a game where we needed that. And yeah. it, it wasn't there. And the longer it went, as I say, I thought the first five ten minutes we were all right, even though Nunez wasn't in it at all, didn't touch the ball. Uh, I thought we looked quite bright, especially down the right-hand side. Trent, Harvey, Mo were, were linking up quite well, and then that just kind of disappeared as the game went on. They were just not, not really a factor. Most of the most of the decent build-ups came on the other side then. A with, with couple of slightly loose Costa. balls, weren't there, on that side, on, on the right? Yeah, started Trent well, kept playing that ball in field, didn't he? You know, when like, yeah. he fizzes a ball in field, and I'm not sure who it is he was looking for. And sometimes it's like it goes behind Mo, and Mo maybe leaves it, thinking it's the player behind him is going to get it. Yeah. And it just goes between the two players, and it, it happened two or three times today. And I, I think that's... I don't think it's Trent playing a bad ball. I think that's more... Just it's like, patterns of players yeah. which are not coming off I yeah. think he's, he's putting it where he's wanting to put it but the players aren't there you know it's just that yeah. lack of just lack it's of it's what cohesion. we were talking about before isn't it people being in the right with the intricacy of the system yeah. people being in the right place at the right time when you make a lot of changes and there's a slight fitness drop off it's really hard to make it work yeah it's just not there at the moment and again you know going back to what we were saying earlier this is where you want Nunez coming off the bench 65, 70 minutes it's, it just makes much more sense to me to do it that way uh, um, you know, you've seen the two games where he started, and he's just not really, he's not really done much. He's missed chances. He, he missed a couple of chances against Palace, and probably led to his frustration. Uh, today, he's really unlucky with that shot, and that's what you want to see. You no, know, it's just like he made the running behind, brought it down on his chest, and just explosiveness where he's just hit the shot. He, but he's had a he couple is of explosive, poor headers. Isn't he? Yeah, it. he had a couple of headers, and and like one was really poor. The other one was a difficult chance he put over the bar. But the one that he put wide was was really just that, a poor header. That first, that first one really yeah. disappointed. Yeah, he just, just I think, I think whoever was on commentary made the point, and I think I totally agree. He just needed to attack it, really attack it, and he didn't. Yeah. You wonder is that is like the lack of aggression because he's just being careful. He's yeah. thinking if I go in and flatten him while I'm yeah. trying to get the ball and they're rolling around on the floor holding the face it might look like he's gone in with an elbow or whatever maybe he's just a little bit hesitant because of that which 
I, I totally get that if he is if he if he was a bit passive because of that because it must be in his head. I've got to be careful because I'm a marked man. People, even though it's only one game, one sending off in his career, whatever it is, it's not like he's got a reputation for this. But he's a high-profile new signing in the league, and in his first start, he completely lost his head, and everyone yeah. around the country sees that and think, "Okay, you can rattle him." So, and referees will be aware of it as well. And so, if if he was just trying to be careful, I, I totally, totally understand why that would be the case. Um, but yeah, raw work in progress. And I do think there's like there's a lot of potential there, and I'm not worried that he's going to be a bad sign. And it's it's way too early to to be thinking that. We've seen plenty of players have like slow starts, and then once they hit the stride and figure out what we're doing and how we play, and then you've seen like how, how they've gone on to be really good. We tend to not get these signings wrong, so there's no reason for me to think they've got this Absolutely. one. Absolutely, it's just it's just going to be patience. And conversely, Klopp improves virtually every single player he comes into contact with. Mm. There's almost. I mean, honestly, what he counts on one and the number of players that he's had that don't get better under him and get exponentially better. So I've got absolutely no worries. Just the issue that we're seeing is that it's all coming together at the wrong time, isn't it? We need we need that explosiveness now. We want him to be embedded now, and, and unfortunately, you know, life isn't like that, is it? You can't, you know, we can't just walk in the door and suddenly suddenly be exactly what we need right now. Mm. Um, I, I think it'll come. I do think it'll come, and I certainly think the intent of where we're going as a team in terms of using him, is, is absolutely spot on. Um, there's something quite clearly something happening across the league in terms of players of that type. You know, the lad who played for Newcastle the other night, um, the, yeah, uh, the what is, yeah, Haaland at City. There's definitely something around these big, fast, skillful goal scorers up front. These number, proper number nines are coming back. Mm. Um, so I think it's absolutely right that we've gone that way. It's just about adapting our game. And it is a big change. You know, we are playing and it, we're going to have to play in a different way to get the best out of him. It's not just about him, it's about us, how we adapt to having him there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, time it, time will sort it out, I think. Because it's not easy for him that he's come into a team that's not playing well. You know, if, he, no, if he'd have come in halfway through last season, like the way Diaz did, he might have just yeah. hit the ground running and done really well, but he's coming into a team that's not firing on all cylinders. And then obviously he's got himself that stupid sending off and he's had to sit out three games and it's just been like really stop-start. And I do agree with what you said earlier. I do think Klopp's just desperate to get him integrated and, and get him off and running and get the team playing around him. But he's maybe just trying to rush it a little bit and I don't think today was the right time to be doing that. Uh, especially because we've got Napoli away in midweek. That was an ideal game to, to put him in for that one. Um, but... Again, we don't really know in terms of you know players who are in the red zone and all that. For all we know, Bobby might have just not been ready for you know for for, for playing any more than like half an hour or so, whatever it was. You got we are not privy to that information, are we? So you know, and I think the other thing is, I think we can as fans we can be a little bit dismissive of, or or maybe not just I think maybe most of us are not dismissive of the the things Klopp says about the number of games and how thick and fast they come. But I don't think most fans realise just how. Um, physically stressful and also in terms of metal metal terminal but particularly physically stressful sort of three games in what is it eight days can be and we are basically now into almost an entire season aren't we of two yeah. two games a week to have a game every three days I think that's the rest almost the rest of the season now so I, I just think we have got to be careful you know Bobby's had uh, uh, you know two, 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 two performances this week played well and then for three days later well less than three days later 
asking them to start again, they maybe decided it was too much. Yeah. And I think we just have to respect that, don't we? You can't second guess it because yeah. we certainly don't want any more injuries at this stage. No, but 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 I, I, but that's not to say I'm disagreeing with anything anything you've said about Bobby Day. From from my perspective and from what we know, I, I think you were spot on with the points that you made on the pod in the week. And certainly in retrospect, looking at what we've seen today, I think you, you're coming to a born out. Mm. I suppose they're on the, the positive side, the bench looks stronger today. Much stronger, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, and just and, and you know, the grown ups are there, aren't they? Yeah. And that comes back to the point I was making about uh, the last ten minutes. I thought we looked at our most cohesive when it was all the established players on the pitch. Great to have Jota back. Really, really great to have Jota back. I think the way the end of last season went, you know, with his injuries and Sadio came through the middle and um, and, and the, the season finished really well and we didn't see much of him. It's easy to forget how good he's been for us since we signed him. Yeah, definitely. You know, and he, he he looked really fired up and determined when he came on. I had I had half an England. He might just he might, might just snatch the winner. Now obviously it wasn't borne out, but I just felt we were starting to look like we could move through the gears a little bit in those last five minutes. Shame there just wasn't a little bit more time. Um, but it's just good to have those those players back and Joel as well. You know, great as great as Gomez has been, and I wouldn't have any objections if Klopp decided to leave Gomez in. You can't uh, you can't see having Joel Matip available as a bad thing. He's a superb player. Yeah, he is. I uh, I expect him to start in midweek. Um, I think we have to make some changes for that game. So Joel yeah. would be one. He'll come back in. Um, I wonder if Trent will start in midweek or if if we'll go with maybe. Gomez right back I don't know because if you're being oh, careful oh, I was Trent, thinking... that's a game where I think I'm not saying it's not an important game but it's the first game in the group and it's an away game and it's it's probably like the least important of the six because basically you win your three home games and you pick up like one draw away and you qualify from the group so it, I'm not saying it's a game where like you don't mind losing because obviously you don't want to lose it but if you're making changes for a game, that's one way you think you can you can afford to do it. Maybe so give Trent the night off. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking watching the game today, uh, and actually before before we made the change to Gomez uh, right back, which I, I I wanted to see anyway in the game when the substitutes came on. I was thinking already maybe we should have um, Gomez right back in the week because they're a high intensity team, Napoli, aren't they? And you know. A, I mean, I know we won all six games last year, but a point away from home in the Champions League is good. It's a good result. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think it seems almost anathema these days to talk about, you know, a point away from home as being a good thing. And certainly I think in the league, any drop points, would have, that's the scenario now. But the Champions League is not the same, particularly in the group stages. Mm. You know, I think there's nothing wrong with going to Napoli and getting a draw. Um, and if that allows us to just rest people, particularly someone like Trent, who's so integral to how we play, give him more of an opportunity to just really find his... Uh, find his full fitness again, and by by having a bit of a rest, but yeah, so be it. I, I wouldn't have any problem with that at all. I think it'd be a good idea. Yeah, we may even see Virgil getting the night off as well. I suppose that's it. Yeah, potentially. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I do think we probably have to bring the changes. The difficult thing is we've not got the options in midfield to really do it. It's, I mean, who comes in? Curtis has thrown me. That's really thrown yeah. me. Curtis not being in the squad today. I don't know what that's about. That's a worry now. I just have to hope that that it's whatever it is. I mean, hopefully he's just been ill overnight or something, and he's back for the next game. I don't know, but we really can't afford for him to have another injury because people can say what they like about oh he, you wouldn't have him first choice or whatever. It's not about that. When you lose players like that, 
it means you've got to play your other players more than you want to because you've not got the options to bring people in for games like Napoli away and that. Um, so it's it's a problem if um, if he's going to be out for any length of time. There is, there is something. Klopp said something last season, didn't he, about Curtis being 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 of an age of an age where they've got to be careful with him, which I took as a, like an allusion to. Um, you know, sort of rapid growth and growing pains and, you know, that stuff Stevie had when Stevie was sort of 19, yeah. 20, 21. And, I, and do you remember there was a couple of games, I, I, there's no way I'll remember which teams it was, where he just basically was in the team and then absolutely not even in the squad the next game mm. and then started again the game after. And I do think they've maybe got an individual programme for him and they're being more careful with him. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's a factor. Um, but it was odd. It was really odd. I thought he'd be in, I thought he'd be in the squad. Um, but I hope hopefully he's back in the squad on at least in the squad if not on the team on Wednesday. When you see because um, sometimes he's just not made the bench because all the players are being picked. But uh, the young kid was the, the Bajetic was there. He was on the bench and he's not going to get picked ahead of Gerta. So there must have been a reason for it. You know there must have been like um, some kind of injury or something. Uh, we just have to hope that it's, it's he's back soon because that's just a big problem when you lose players like that because you, you you lose the ability to rotate. We might have to put the new lad in in midweek. Yeah, I think we might. I mean, at I least he's might. not a kid. He's experienced. He's played Champions League, and that's so it's not going to be he's not going to be overawed. So, and he'd be used to playing Napoli as well. He's used to, he's used yeah, to them as a team. Yeah, so it probably makes sense to play him actually because we're going to need him. So get him in as quick as we can. And get him up to speed. So playing in midweek makes sense because, as I say, it's not the end of the world if that's a game that you, you don't do well in and you, you drop points because there's there's always a chance to make that up. Whereas with the league, like we said, you know, you've only got so many lives and we've used up quite a lot of them already. Is uh, is Thiago an option for Wednesday? Do we think he's so, back in full training? Isn't he? It's probably a bit soon. He's back in full training. He's Klopp said like next week, so that would be like presumably Monday. Um, yeah, might might be too soon that. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine he'd be involved at the weekend, but I think Wednesday's probably too soon for him. You're just thinking as well, though. It's another game for Fabinho. He's looking leggy. I don't. Mm. We, yeah, mid- midfield is a concern. Might have to play the Bajetic. Might have to. Just to you don't want to overplay Fabinho because if Fabinho gets injured, we're fucked. We've literally got no no replacement for him, have we? If if he gets injured no. now, because Hendo's out. Bajetic, Arthur, and one other. That's yeah. maybe Curtis. That's mad. That's mad. Because yeah, Carvalho's strange. out. He's not going to play. Yeah, yeah. Harvey Harvey can't keep just th- throwing him in every single game. We've got to be careful with Harvey. Mm. Mm. I need to get this right as well with, the, with Carvalho. I think I pronounce his name differently every time I say it. Carvalho, Carvalho, it Carvalho. <laughs> I've just got to drum it into myself because I know I just slipped up and called him Carvalho just then. So that's what's just made me now Carvalho, Carvalho. It's like uh, like blinders, isn't it? And uh, at least you have not got the full yard to bear. I just call him Pep now so I can avoid just, it. Just be reassured you haven't got the full yachter. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, Anything else? Disappointing, isn't it? It's disappointing. It's disappointing. It just feels like I just feel, you know, you. I was expecting an explosive season. And we haven't had it so far. And it's 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 frustrating. It's frustrating. But I, you know, I feel, I I I do feel that there is there are clear clear factors underlying in the start of the season, and we'll we'll come through them. But it just uh, it's a frustration. Um, onwards and upwards, it's got to be. 
it's, it's good the players are coming back. Got to look at the positives. Um, but yeah, that gap, that gap's a worry. Um, I mean, the one part yeah, is a positive for you about t- in terms of the gap at the top. As we're talking, I've got the Villa City game on. And there's 22 minutes on the clock and it's still nil-nil. So there's a positive for you. Because <laughs> you'd expect them to be two or three up by now, the way they've been playing and the way Villa are rolling over. Paul, if it was three-nil to Villa, I'd still be thinking City's going to win anyway. <laughs> so that's not a positive. Clutching at straws, mate. <laughs> yeah. Clutching at straws. I'm not seeing that as a positive. Plus, I'm, I'm like almost at the point where I'm thinking City's results are just completely meaningless to us now anyway it's not relevant mm. you know we've got to be looking at yeah. spares and a fucking spit on the floor Arsenal um, well do you know what though that's probably even if it's not even if that isn't borne out that's not a bad attitude to have at this moment in time you know right now we shouldn't be looking at them we should be looking at the, at the teams that you talked about there and then you know well, let's see where things are you know January after the we're back from the World Cup we had a yeah. few games back then how teams have been affected by the World Cup. But for now, yeah, we need to put them out of our minds, really, and just focus on ourselves and the teams immediately in front of us who are, who, who are still catchable. You know we're only two points ahead of Bournemouth. <laughs> how, is, how, are is, we? how is that even possible? Bournemouth have, won, we? Bournemouth have won two games. Believe That's it or mad. not, they've actually won two games this season. They're on seven points. That's mad. Bournemouth's record, played six, won two. Draws are killing us. Drawn one, lost three, goals four, five, goals against 18, and they're on seven points. Goal difference minus 13, but they're on seven points, and we're on nine. Oh, mad. Two points out of Bournemouth. I mean, still me, I didn't that, That's made me feel worse. I know, but <laughs> the, the weird thing is, is like loads of us were saying, Bournemouth might be the worst Premier League side we've ever seen, and they I might know, yeah. they might break the record, which I think is Derby, is it? Yeah, uh, Derby's got like that. But they're on seven points already somehow. <laughs> no idea how, but yeah, they've oh. they've got seven points. Oh, that's I didn't want to hear that. No, I know. Just grim. Grim indeed. Well, let's hope let's hope Wednesday gives us uh, gives us some shoots of recovery. Um, I think you're right. We'll see a changed team, and let's go away from home and have a have a. a, a, a I want a solid performance, a proper a proper Liverpool solid European away performance would be good. And I just want to see um, just see he's got a couple of goals would be nice. Yeah, I, I want to see Mo in more dangerous areas than we're seeing him. I've seen Definitely. like there's, there's been a bit of criticism of Mo. I've I've seen like people saying he's not not playing well and oh we give no, him a contract and he stops going. I, I honestly like when I'm looking at him, I don't really see anything wrong with with Mo himself. Same, I, same. I think it's 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 tactical. what we were saying it's earlier. It's exactly what we were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So get him Definitely. the ball in dangerous areas, and he's going to make things happen. But stop giving him the ball on the touchline with like three players to beat. Because that's just what, what keeps happening. And, you know, sometimes he is just running straight into the first man and that, but I don't want him in those areas. You know, we're not getting him in, in the, the, the right right positions where he can do damage. Same with Diaz as well. You know, we've just got to figure that out. And I don't know what the answer to that is. I, I can see what's going wrong, but I've got no idea why it's going wrong or how you fix it. But it's I don't think that Mo is in any kind of slump or he's not playing well. We're just not getting the best out of him. Uh, but he's still totally making agree. things happen all the time. Even today, he's yeah. almost won it for us, like right at yeah. the end. So yeah, yeah, totally agree. We need to get him back in the goals. Um, but I'm saying that not as Mo needs to start scoring again. We need to get him scoring again. It's not. It's not a criticism of Mo. It's the team's got to 
got to start finding a way to to put more in the positions where because the, yeah damage. because. Because that'll be a sign that we're getting back in the groove. Yeah. If we can get Mo, if we can start using Mo more effectively, that shows that as a team we're more back in the groove. Yeah, agreed. Well, let's hope we see that Wednesday then, yeah. mate. He might not even play on Wednesday. They might rest him because he's played pretty much every minute of every game so far, hasn't he? And you've got Jota coming back. Bobby's available. Nunez is Don't fresh. like Jota on the right. Don't Me like either. Jota on the right. Well, I, I think there's a there's a decent chance that we, we might see Mo rested. Yeah, maybe. Or or they've, they'll pencil him in for an hour and then he'll be coming off no matter what. I just, I just don't think a, he should he, be playing 90 through the week. He, he's such a physical machine. I think I prioritise, um, you know, get, keep trying to... Try, the point you were making before about, you know, we get Mo playing again, get some goals under Mo's, under Mo's belt because that would have a big knock-on, positive knock-on for the rest of the team. Mm. Um, and, it, and I think if anyone can handle, you know, um, game after game after game, it's Mo. His fitness is ridiculous. It is, yeah. Him and Sadio were the, were the two, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. Oh, I miss Sadio. Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> uh, what a note to end So is that it then, mate? We've, yeah, anything yeah. We, haven't, we haven't covered? I think I'm just going to go and play some Adele songs and just reminisce about Sadio. <laughs> he's like the oh, new, he's going to be my new Suarez, isn't the he? The new Lewis. Yeah, it is. Well, enjoy that, mate. Yeah, good stuff, mate. I think we've we've done as well as we we could really. Considering. Yeah, yeah, with with thin material. Yeah, yeah nice very one. Thin. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, I didn't get it. I, I wanted to make some kind of reference when you just said about thin there, Lampard's thin hair. It's like the only thin oh, thing about him. A... But how thin is his hair? Honest to God, <laughs> when the Let's wind the blew it. It was when yeah. the wind caught it. I'm lo- Why is he not doing a clop over? If he if he wants, to, just get a fucking transplant if you're that ass. Yeah. It was when, like, the wind caught him and you could see, like, how wispy really, it really was. Because you you've been able to see that little bald pate on the top yeah. for a while, but it's actually thinned, really thin around the front now really, as well. Really, yeah. Like, it was only when the wind caught thing. it that you, that it was it was just there. And it was like, oh, my God, it's, like, well worse than I thought it was. He's not going for a bone, and he's not going to get a transplant, is he? I think he's going to just go with a full Bobby Charlton. Yeah. He looks like he, he you could you could picture that. You could actually know, picture yeah. him with a comb over. He's got one of those faces where he, he could have a comb over. You could you could envisage it. <laughs> but there's no excuse for just not going and getting the transplant if it's like if you don't want to just shave it off and, and like loads of other managers have done. If you don't want to do that, if you're still clinging to the fact, oh I've got hair, I'm clinging to it. Well, go and get the go and get the op. No He's got the money. Yeah. He's got definitely got the money, and he had the time as well. There's somebody could have had it done then. Yeah. I just find that look offensive. That like how thin his hair is, yeah. like, sorted out. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable in this day and age. You either shave no. it off or you go and get it up. Yeah. No, I got I got right onto that as well. I was laughing away seeing how thin it was. Uh, Fat twat. Yeah. Yeah, we'll end on that note then. And yeah, we'll be back after Napoli in midweek. So yeah, thanks for listening. We'll catch you soon. best word I can say but uh, will describe this was boom <laughs> 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 Ooh, what was this it was really good